Welcome to Monastic Retreats. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. There are so many benefits to going on monastic retreat, getting away from it all. And one of the biggest benefits is to be aware, to be aware of what's happening inside of us, and from that awareness, create change. Because the truth is, as humans, we are creatures of habits. And if we're not aware of those habits, some of those habits can be very unhealthy for us. And what going on retreat can do is help us to say, okay, what habits have I created? Which of them are good and which of them are bad? But let's start with why do we even have habits? Habits are just a natural part of being human. As we age, we develop things that we like to do. For example, my grandmother was an early riser. My mother was an early riser. Guess what? I'm an early riser too. It's probably one of the reasons why I like going on retreat because the monks and nuns get up pretty early. But we develop habits. And again, some of these habits are good and some of them aren't so good. Again, when I was a kid, I definitely had a sweet tooth and ate a lot of candy. And it took me a long time to break that habit and be much more conservative on eating sugar. Habits help us from being overwhelmed with life. We have to make a lot of choices throughout the day. And if we didn't have habits, we would find ourselves rather overwhelmed. I don't know if you've ever moved before, but moving can create a lot of turmoil in our habits. When we move to a new place, a new house, even a new city, perhaps even a new country, there's a lot of new habits we have to develop. We have to find where to go to the store, schools, post office, groceries, so many things we have to change. And creating those changes causes distress inside. I'm a clinical psychologist and we know that moving is one of the most stressful things that we can do. Whenever there's a change, like a death or a loss of a job, that creates a lot of stress in us. So we develop habits to reduce that stress. They're healthy, they're helpful, but some habits aren't that good for us. I mean, a clear example would be, think of someone who started as a young person and experimented with drugs and went all the way to heroin. They now have developed a physiological and psychological habit to do heroin. Or someone else may have, when they're sad, turned to food, comfort food, to help them feel better. And now as they've gotten older, they are much heavier than they want to be, and they struggle with keeping their weight down. So habits are habits, good or bad. One habit I have is I like going to the gym and working out every day. I started when I was about 14, and I've done it consistently throughout my life. This is a good habit that I've developed. So some habits are good, and some aren't so good. So when we go on retreat, what I want us to do is a lot of self-reflection. Because when we're on retreat, all our habits are going to be disrupted somewhat. We're going to be eating differently, sleeping differently, not having our work to do, being on our phones. All these habits that we're used to doing won't be there. And so we look at ourselves. First, we start by looking at ourselves and saying, okay, what are the habits that I have cultivated? And really examine them and say, are there good habits? We keep those. Are there habits that aren't so good? Then we work towards getting rid of those. And I'm going to talk about how we get rid of bad habits. But first, what we want to do is not judge ourselves, but just look at ourselves and say, okay, what do I do? Do I spend three hours a day watching the news? And perhaps that causes me to be depressed or worried about the world. Do I spend a lot of time on the phone where I could be more productive? Do I spend much time meditating or studying spiritual scriptures or developing my spirituality that might be good for me? A lot of people, when they go on retreat, sleep a lot. And that's probably indicative that they're not sleeping enough. 
So that might be a habit to start working towards changing, getting more sleep. But that's where self-discovery is so beautiful. Because if we're non-judgmental, we can just begin by looking at, okay, what are things that I'm doing that aren't very healthy for me? And what are things that I'm doing that are very healthy for me? Of course, we're going to keep the ones that are healthy and we're going to work towards changing the ones that aren't healthy. But so often we go through life so unaware. We're not even aware that we're doing certain things, that we may be every meal having desserts. And that's causing us to put on an extra 5, 10 pounds every year. Maybe we don't make much time for meditation because we're so busy. And we know that meditation has always been good for us. So we start making room or space for that. Maybe we realize that our bodies need some change and yoga would be so good for us. So again, we start saying, hmm, how can I make space for this? So it's a lot of letting go of certain things and working towards keeping and reinforcing things that we do and bringing new things in that we could benefit from. Because that's where self-discovery is so great. When we're on retreat, we can start really looking at what do I need to do to make my life healthier and whole? Now there's another thing we can do besides looking at ourselves and our own lives to learn about what we change in regards to our habits. See, the monastic tradition goes way back, way, way back. I did an episode on St. Anthony, who many consider one of the founding fathers of Christian monasticism. And the rule, if you're going to a Christian monastery, probably the rule in the West that they'll be following is St. Benedict. I'll be doing a podcast on him. But whether we stay at a Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, Islamic monastery, what we'll find is there are rules there. There are rules that the monks and nuns follow that are very old, that are based upon centuries of people looking at what works, what works to help us develop our spirituality so that when we decide to enter the monastery, we really can grow. And this is something I've discovered over the years is that not everyone that's at a monastery is enlightened, is super healthy, and everything's great for them. But they're better. They're better than they would be out in the world. Because in the context of a monastery, where the habits are very healthy, they thrive in that environment and do so much better. Because at the monastery, there are just so many different things that help them be healthy. Again, it doesn't make them super healthy, but it makes them better. And they are better because of the habits that are in many ways imposed upon them with time. As you live in a monastery, you get used to the habits, like the habits, and don't want to leave. But it takes time to develop that. So that's why new novices to a monastery, over half of them tend not to stay because at first it's just too hard. Our old habits are ingrained in us. And the older we are, the harder it is for us to change our habits. That's why often monasteries have rules about how old you can be to join the monastery. Not all. If you are older and listening to this podcast and are interested in joining a monastery, there are monasteries out there that will take people in their older age. So check into them. But we are creatures of habit. And when we're at the monastery, this is something we can do. This is something that I love to do. I really steep myself into their life. I do the things I do, I get up and pray with them, I meditate with them, and I watch them. I see what their life is like and what do they do. And then I try to bring those habits home with me. We can all do that. We can go there and yes, look at our own habits, 
but also compare our lives to the monks and say, hmm, how do I make my life more monastic? Because if we agree that perhaps a monastic life is a much more healthier spiritual life than steeping ourselves in the more world that we live in and all this craziness and activities, then what we can do is say, okay, how can I go home and make my life more monastic? Because when we do that, what we'll find is that the lessons that we learn from monasteries, lessons from being there, watching them, observing, seeing what their lives are like, that we will find that we will begin to experience more of a deeper spirituality that is inside of us, but because of our habits, we have drifted away from it. We are all spiritual beings having a human experience. The way we develop our spirituality is by cultivating habits that are healthy. The monastic tradition is a very old tradition with centuries of lessons to learn from. For example, the Buddhist tradition goes back over 2,500 years and is considered the longest running institution in the world. The monastic tradition is the oldest running society tradition in the world. There are many things to learn. Monasteries learn from each other. Monks learn from each other. We can learn from them too. And that's where going there, spending time with them, learning what their lives are like, and then bringing it home. That's what this podcast is about. How we can bring the lessons from the monastery home to us. So, how finally do we change our habits? Habits are habits. It's just conditioning. The longer we've been doing the habits, the stronger they're going to be. But any habit can be changed. Any habit. And I'd like to use this story to illustrate this. Have you ever watched or read the series, Little House on the Prairie? It's a beautiful series about Ma, Pa, and Laura and her sisters heading out west and exploring new territory. They often called it the Wagon Trail to the West. Well, if you think about that wagon trail, when the open prairie was first discovered, the first wagon had to look out there and say, hmm, which way do I go? And it would blaze a new trail heading west. Then a second wagon came along and said, which way will I go? Well, it could start and blaze a new trail, or it could say, you know, I'm going to go that way because that looks easier. And then the next wagon comes and the next wagon comes and they all follow each other off to the west. But let's say one of these trails leads to Death Valley and it's really bad there. So it's a habit that wagon after wagon keeps following because it's easier, but it's a bad habit that ends in disaster. So when the next wagon discovers, oh, that one's going to lead to Death Valley, they need to create a new trail. And at first, it's going to be hard, very hard. And they would be tempted to go the old way, but they know that leads to disaster. So we're going to blaze ourselves a new trail. And guess what? With time, it gets easier. Our habits really work the same way. Once they get created, they become easier and easier to do because we've done them over and over again. Our minds just get used to certain habits. Neural pathways get developed and those neural pathways are in place. So we just keep doing that habit over and over again. And it's easy. So we just keep doing it, good or bad. With time, though, we can change that. Over the past 20 years, there's been a great deal of research showing that we can change the pathways in our brain. The research term for this is called neuroplasticity. 
And we now know that we can change our brains into healthy habits or just any habits, healthy or bad. Our minds can be changed. So what we do is we come home, we decide on one thing because we do too many things. We're going to get overwhelmed. Willpower is another thing we've really studied. And we're good at doing one thing at a time, not when we take on too many new changes. So let's choose one habit that we want to change. For example, let's say after we get back to the monastery, we really enjoy the silence there. So what we're going to do is every day when we go to work, instead of maybe listening to the news or having kind of like conversations that we would normally have, we're just going to put on some monastic chant or something of that nature and listen to that in the car on the way to work on the way back or the train or whatever we take. We can make space for that. And with time, that will become our new habit. Now, we're going to have withdrawals. We may say, but I'm not keeping up with the world. I miss the news. It's like a heroin addict say, I miss their heroin. It's just that our bodies, our habits are reacting to not getting that old pathway met. This is harder. I mean, think about Laura on the wagon trail. At first, when Paul is blazing that new trail, it's quite hard. It's exhausting. But with time, it gets used more and more again, and then roads are built, and then freeways, and then it's a very smooth pathway. But initially, it is harder. That's why I do recommend choosing one thing at a time and then developing that until that becomes a habit. Again, we have limited amounts of willpower. When we take on too much, we'll quit. But if we choose one thing and then do it, and get it ingrained. So now that's the habit. That's the habit. Habits are habits, good or bad. Now that's the habit. So that's the one we start doing. Then we say, what's next? Let's go on retreat again. Let's observe. Let's see what's happening there. What can I bring home next time? Now I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. Now some habits may take a few weeks to change. Some may take months. It depends upon how long we've done it and how old we are. But that's why I really recommend taking on one thing at a time. Because whether it takes us a month or whether it takes us six months, we can hang in there if we're working on one thing. If we get overwhelmed, we're going to quit. But then again, after we get that skill down, go back to the monastery, watch the monks, watch the nuns, see what they do. Then bring something else home and then go do it again six months later and bring something back home. There's so much we can learn from the monastic tradition. So much. And that's what this podcast is about. So, again, habits are habits. We are creatures of habits. We have to be aware of our habits, work towards changing them, and then also learn from the monks and the nuns at the monasteries and bring home their habits, realizing that we can bring home any habit we want and really develop our spirituality. So thank you for joining me on Monastic Retreats. If you'd like to learn more about the world of monasticism or like to find a retreat, please go to www.monasticretreats.com. That's monasticretreats.com. I also create a podcast about happiness, how we can be happy throughout our lives. If you'd like to learn more about these podcasts, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Until next time, be still, be at peace.